Hi and welcome to Storytime, the number one pod for all things urban fiction. My name is Ree and I'm your host. First things first, grab yourself a bev and get comfy. So I'm here tonight with a group of people and we're going to have loads of fun. We're going to get into mistakes and this is one of my favourite stories and I feel like this is one of the people's favourite stories as well. Um, so yeah, just want to quickly plug, if you're not already following the Instagram page, then head over to at Storytime the Pod, where you can find out more about all of our plans to donate to different charities across the world every three months. So, guys, whenever you're ready, take it away. It's been a month since we moved in. Things are nice and cosy. Married life is actually what they say at best. You're closer than ever, literally. You see things you never thought you'd see. A lot of the time you look them over. You know, when you first start dating someone, it's crazy how you make that jump from being a whole stranger to them being the person you want to talk to all day, every day. You never truly realise how quick things go because before you know it, you're not doing things just for you anymore. I think for me, marriage has been a good thing. Weirdly, I don't think I ever even wanted to get married. You know how some girls know what they're what their dress or their hair is going to look like that girl just wasn't me my parents aren't married still my parents are married still I'm 27 now I had a great upbringing my dad is wealthy through inheritance and we've been more than comfortable my whole life my girls call me entitled because all I've ever known is getting what I want when I want it but I can say that even though I have everything all that glitters is not gold my mother is a well-taken-care-of woman. We spent a lot of time together shopping and eating and shopping some more. She has it all. You wouldn't be able to tell because she's humble with it. She's been through a lot and she's always taught me that in marriage, you have to be able to forgive. Mistakes are made sometimes. I love her. She doesn't judge and she forgives easily. It all sounds perfect, doesn't it? Wealthy marriage, grown-up kids, retired life. It sounds so easy. I think it would have been perfect if it wasn't for mistakes. Funnily, I've seen my fair share of tears from both sides of the mistake. I think it has definitely taught me the way in which I don't want to live my life, even though I've always been a person who lives by the fact that mistakes don't define people, only when they're made once. I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab another bottle of wine. Does anyone want anything else, I say, before excusing myself from the table? Do you need a hand? Mackay asks. No, you're good. I should be all right, I respond. We started having dinner. We started having dinner dates. We started having dinner date nights ago. We take it in turns to host a night. We dress up and have a good time. We play games. We have discussions, role play. It can get heated at the best of times. The last time we had a dinner night was right after Dre and I got married. Courtney and Nia hosted. We all met in school, so we go way back. The boys have some, clo- the boys have been close since day one, and me, Sasha, and Nia became way closer during college. We do a lot of things together. If it's not me and the girls out having fun, then it's all of the couples flying out on holiday or going away together for the weekend. Tonight, we've laughed about so many things, shared experiences, and we definitely drank. I've had four glasses of wine and the boys have gone through a bottle of Doucet. I get outside, downstairs, flip the switch for the light and grab the keys for the shed. It's that, it's that crisp kind of cold outside where you can see smoke when you exhale. 
I managed to open the shed door and fumble for the light switch. Michelle, you sure you don't need a hand? He says. I jump. Mackay, you scared me, I say to him breathlessly. Why are you out here? I ask him. I was just checking on you. He says as he looks around. He pulls the shed door in slowly. We lock eyes. He closes it and turns off the light. The beam from the garden light is bright enough for us still to see each other's faces a little. He strokes the top of my arm and tugs at the strap of my dress gently with his left hand. He runs his, ha- his right hand slowly around my hips and up towards my breast. He's his grip nice and firm. I lean my head into his chest. He smells like warm musk, his big body towering over me. He pulls me in closely as he cups the cheek of my, as he cups the cheek of my bum firmly. I tilt my head back and gasp as he kisses into my neck softly and gently. I grab his throat. Mackay, I moan out in pleasure as he runs his hand firmly from my thigh with pressure to softly underneath my dress. On top of my underwear, he slides his finger in gently as I whimper softly in pleasure. What? You want me to stop? He whispers and giggles at the same time. He pauses. I grab the collar of his top and pull him closer. I suck on his bottom lip and run my tongue across his mouth. I bite on his lip and can even taste the Doucet a little. I love the way he kisses me with warmth and passion. I lift my dress up without taking it off completely. My nipples are hard because of the cold. He blows on them before putting his warm, soft lips against mine. He pulls with his teeth and runs the tip of his tongue up and down just the way I like it. I can feel myself softening up. He rubs me firmly, but gently, making my body weak, yet strong at the same time. I pull my thong to one side, run my fingers across my throbbing clit and put my finger into his mouth. I kiss him intensely as he pushes me back up against the door. I'm wet and ready. Just the tip, I murmur. He giggles and cups my neck firmly with his hand, undoes his belt with his other hand and glides over me. To tease, he stops, looks me in the eye with a smirk on his face, then thrust his deep, thrust his dick deep into me, stroking me deeply but firmly at the same time. I quiver in pleasure. He, the thrill and adrenaline is arousing me. I can't speak or breathe. He thrusts me again, nice and hard, and just before he reaches his climax, he stops. Mackay, don't stop, please. I beg him with angst. He pulls out and pulls my thong back into place. He pulls my dress down, fixes the strap and kisses me on the neck. No, I say in guilt and excitement. Rochelle. I hear Dre call out in the distance. Babe. Why are you taking so long? You see Makai? He calls out while standing at the door. No, isn't he in there? I say with my back towards him. Hurry up then. It's just a bottle of wine. He says to me in that condescending tone of a voice he some- he has sometimes. He talks to me like he's done me a favour or like he isn't happy to be here. I never thought I would wake up one day and not need him or want him around. I wish I could miss him from time to time like I used to. My eyes begin to tear up. I had promised myself that it was just a mistake and that it wouldn't happen again. I can't believe, I can't begin to imagine what would happen if anyone knew about this. They would hate me forever, hate us. But maybe that's a good thing because 
we could finally be together, the two of us, how it was meant to be. On the day of our wedding, Dre gave a speech about how Mackay and I meant the world to him because we're the, o- we're the only two people who'd ever seen him cry since he was a child. He made a promise to always be there for us for as long as he could. At the time, it meant everything to me because we were still having so much fun. We were still excited, getting getting adult things done. I made a promise to never let him down and I've tried hard to stick to my word. It's just that they never tell you how real it can be when you get married. Shit happens that some people choose not to talk about. My mother never speaks about my father's infidelity. She hides behind the luxurious life that she lives. No one would ever think otherwise unless they knew her closely enough. Growing up, I was always told that the apple doesn't fall far from doesn't fall too far from the tree. I just didn't think that I'd be the apple they spoke about. I have other three but I have other three brothers and a sister, all happily married and enjoying life. It could have been anyone else, but it's me. I didn't think I'd ever hurt Dre, not like this. This isn't something you plan, it, it actually just happens. You never know how to react to a situation until you're put in it through. So there's so there's that too. I'm back, I say as I walk into the living room. Makai sat there on the sofa next to Sash. He's playing with her hair. He looks over at me as if everything is completely normal. And I smack and the lights are dim and everyone is shacked up. I go around and pour out the wine. Okay, cool. Sash and Makai, it's your turn to pick the movie. Dre handed him the hat with the names of, of the movies in it. And Sash pulls out when when the when the buff breaks. Dre gets up and picks up the me- the remotes. He comes and sits down next to me. He kisses me on the forehead before opening up his arm for me to get cozy with him. He switches on the TV. The CCTV home screen had appeared up on the screen. Mackay is walking towards the door of the house. Dre jumps up, he hits rewind, and the footage shows Mackay coming out of the shed before me. The room is silent. I sit still in shock. I look over at Mackay. He just looks at me with a straight face. There was just something about his face that makes me anxious, a good anxious, a hint of nervous. What were you doing out in the shed, babe? Sash asks hesitantly. I just went to see if she was okay. She was out there by herself, half drunk, and it's cold. Relax. Me and Michelle, come on, man. Makai replies passive-aggressively whilst laughing. He's so good at it, convincing people to believe everything he says is the truth. He just came to see if I was good, I chime in. He literally came in and left. Dre, you even asked me where he was and I told you he'd gone back in the house. What's the issue? I ask, agitatedly. Uh, okay, cool. I forgot to mention that there's explicit content in this story, so my bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that took me I'm by dead. surprise as well, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, so I've got a question to ask and I'm going to ask Makai first. So... Okay. What would you do if, hmm, what question can really shake things up? Okay. <laughs> um, no, let me be polite. 
<laughs> do you agree with what Makai and Rochelle are doing? And if yes, why? I mean, from the story, I'll take it Makai and Dre are like bridging from day. So just for that pure sense, I can't see how that can happen. Um, obviously, certain men are... Wait, actually, you're asking me from Makai's point of view, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, the temptation's there. I can't lie. I feel bad with <laughs> my, my brother, but the temptation was there. Been feeling her for quite a while, so it just had to happen. Damn. That's tough. Okay, cool. And um, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask Dre, actually. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what, what do you think is going to take place from what we've read so far? Um, I might end up dumping Rochelle. <laughs> do you think? Yeah, I'm due to find out. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So, what's everyone's opinions? What's everyone's thoughts on the whole situation? Sticky still. It's very, it's very sticky. Honestly, like, they're playing with fire, but that's where the fun comes in, I guess. Even, it's like, even in the same crib, like, you've only just stepped outside in the garden, and, yeah, it's, it's very brazen, so. <laughs> they nearly got caught as well. If Makai had come out any earlier, he would have caught them. yeah. Yeah, I think that's scary, but then um isn't that what they call like adrenaline rush? Like isn't that yeah that's what makes it fun doing stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's true. what makes it addictive as well. The adrenaline rush. But I also feel like in these kind of situations, you're kind of asking to be caught because you could have picked yeah. anyone else to cheat with, but you're choosing your husband's best friend basically. It's the aspect of seeing if you can get away with it as well. I can't lie. Yeah, I think Just it's... see if you can get away with it. In a real-life sense, do you think people can actually get away with stuff like this? Yeah. I feel like this thing happens all the time, but... Do you think so? Yeah. Because yeah. Like, you see your best friend, you'll see your husband or your spouse's best friend a lot, <laughs> a lot of times, so the attraction will obviously build up. So, I don't know. Just, I feel like it would happen. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes, sometimes you might get away with it, sometimes you might not, but... Just depends how lucky you are. I don't think anyone can really get away with it. Like, like at the end of the day, it will, like, people will find out however long it goes on for. Yeah. I mean, look at Matt Hancock. He thought he was doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I saw that, yeah, I felt like, is this, are we watching an episode of Land of Duty? Because what the hell? Like, <laughs> but that was so staged. Why did he look into the room before he closed the door? In <laughs> That's what I mean, though. Like, I just thought, is this real life? Or this are we real? in, yeah, like, some type? Because I was thinking, what? <laughs> like, what? And how is this, like, breaking news? In a... Nah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I wanted to ask, okay, cool. Before we move on, I want to hear everyone's perspective. So let's say this was you in real life, yeah? And we lived in a world where murder wasn't a crime. And, you know, you could basically do whatever you want in terms of getting the person back. What do you think you'd do? So I don't know who wants to go first. If it wasn't a crime. So if murder wasn't a crime, you could do whatever you wanted to get this person back. What would you do and why? That's actually crazy. 
What do you mean by get this person back? The person that cheated on you? Yeah, like revenge. Oh, yes. oh, revenge. Oh, oh you'd have to, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> but if it was someone like crazy attacked, <laughs> the person would have either had to like kill a close relative. Did you say you what? wouldn't? You wouldn't kill them. I wouldn't. But I know if if say in a scenario whereby murder wasn't a crime. Mm-hmm. I know in that scenario, someone close to that person that has caused the adultery or whatever has happened would have killed like a close relative or either the person. So, but then what would you do? Like, if it was you, <laughs> me, yeah, I'm moving countries. I can't lie, I'm not staying there. Like, really, I'm, yeah, I can't. I, that's too much. I, I'd rather just get, the, get, my, get myself out of the situation entirely. So, you wouldn't feed into it at all? No. It depends, depends you, it depends how long yeah, I've depends, been with my wife. Yeah, it depends how you feel about the girls. So. Yeah, it depends how long I've been. If I've been with her for like five years, that's, yeah, like, I'd have to leave, innit? If it's more than that, I'd have to cause damage because I've invested in you, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I have to cause damage. See, the I best, feel... Okay, go on, go on. No, but the one thing is the standard, like, you may not know what you're going to do in terms of the situation, but you have to fight the other guy just for... But the mm-hmm. retribution, the culture. <laughs> the culture, just for your pride, because he's actually violating you. So you have to, you can't take nah, that violation. Yeah, so, go later. Yeah, have Don't have a choice. Mm, I mean, okay, I was gonna say that I feel like in this situation, I would feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, you know me, I'm a men are trash merchant, so I feel like. <laughs> I can't feel bad because you guys do stuff like this to girls on a regular. But I mean, for this situation, we can let it slide. What? What do we do to girls? Stuff yeah, like I mean, this. You're saying it with your chest, like it happens. I mean, no, no, no. It's a one-way show. It's, you know, Men do this, but women do it as well, clearly. It's a 50-50 thing. Fine. <laughs> but I mean, if we're keeping it apart, it's normally from the the male to female. It's normally yeah. male to female as opposed to female to male. Majority, yeah. Mel, I don't, I don't agree. So males, males are just stupid with it, and they get caught. <laughs> they get caught out. <laughs> women, women can do stuff, and that like just be men will be none the wiser. So, do you it's are you true. trying to say that women cheat equally the same? I'll probably say, I'll probably say women are worse. Though I can't even lie. Faithful worse. Black, the faithful black man association. Oh God! Right. <laughs> That's definitely cat. Yeah, cat. Come on! Come on! Um, yeah. So, Ria, Viv, what would you guys do if it was? I would. I would just cheat back to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to be the only one out there enjoying. I'm going to go and enjoy too. City girl. (laughs) (laughs) Not even city girl. Go and do your thing. I'll go and do my thing. We'll come back together and tell and tell stories. That's fine. So, so, so open relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. if I'm married, I'm gonna be. What we're we gonna get a divorce? Nah, <laughs> you guys are brave because I am straight shooting that person. Like, there's no questions, <laughs> what? no conversation, no explanation. Like, how dare you? Shooting, what? As in physically with a gun or? Physically, <laughs> murder's not a crime. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you actually killed oh, a person? Somebody 100%. Somebody 100%. Somebody 100%. No, I don't love you. From time you've cheated on me <laughs> with someone that I like, know, that's done. Like, but would you not just, like, shoot them in the arm or the leg or something? No, so they don't no, die. no, 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 no. You have to go. <laughs> you have to die. <laughs> you oh have to go. Headshots oh only. Do you know what it is for me, yeah? When I'm in a relationship or a situation, like, I wear my heart on my sleeve so like I'm so into that and I'm just tunnel vision like I just 
want to be happy with that person for you to even cheat is one thing but to cheat with like my sister or my best friend like you are you basically want me dead so in return bye like what can you what is your explanation what that oh i was drunk or i didn't know what i was doing yeah so i mean that's true do you know what I mean? It's, it's tough, yeah. but it is what it Dan's is. I'm going to pull out the gun. I'd probably just shoot him in the foot or something. Incapacitate him for a couple of months and make him remember where home is. Uh, I feel like that's just not enough, though, because after that, it's just like, then what? He can still use his thing to go do other things with other people. Do you know what I mean? He's getting shot in the next foot, isn't he? He's <laughs> <laughs> getting bullet holes until he learns his lesson. Those who don't hear must feel yeah man it's true black men are not faithful anyways well it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy because like if you do that it depends like if you believe believe in that religion a lot because you could get punished in a later life yeah but i mean this is different like god will understand god will know because obviously he'll understand that you know yeah this is what happens but i mean two wrongs don't make a right at the same time but i just think for me <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm gonna say because like, i know how i feel it when the thing is for me yeah because i feel like i'm a very understanding person if someone violates me i get so hot like i get red hot so mm. i think it would be an instant type of like i need to just get you out of my face but yeah. i'd probably be upset after maybe maybe <laughs> But yeah, um, okay, cool. So I think we can go on to the next story. Yeah, so whenever you're ready. Okay. It's Mackay and Sasha's turn to host the couple's night. It's been cancelled this weekend, though. Sasha's younger sister is getting married in a few weeks, and so she's gone off to help her with finalising. Mackay had suggested that... We still all go, but I insisted it wouldn't be fair if Sasha wasn't there. I know it was him wanting to see me again, and as much as I like the thrill of things, mistakes are only supposed to be made once. I'm on my way home. I pass through the supermarket to pick up some stuff to cook for me and Dre, since it's just us two, the two of us tonight. He isn't home from work yet, and I want things to be ready by the time he gets home. I get home, turn the music on, and get into the shower. I stand there with my eyes closed. It's warm and steamy. The water is trickling down my face. I get lost in the moment and start reminiscing on how good Makai felt. I run my hands all over my body trying to imitate his embrace. He has a way of wet he has a way of making me feel wanted and needed without doing anything. I'd never looked at him the way this I'd never looked at him in this way before. This all came around on the day of my wedding. I'd called him into my hotel room because I, I had wanted to give him something to give to Dre since I wasn't able to see him myself. I woke up early and took a shower. I sent him a text and told him to let me know when he was on his way. He didn't. Next thing, he had appeared at my room door just as I was coming out the shower. He walks in and takes a seat on the chair. He's... Oh my gosh, that was... He's six foot five with broad shoulders, dark black hair that's soft and curly and chocolate skin. He has a silver cap on his tooth and his teeth are straight and white. He always smells amazing and he dresses really well. He looks like he'd just come from a workout. You all right, Miss Dre? He says to me in his deep voice. I laugh. Stop it. It's all getting real now, I say. 
as I tighten the wrap on my towel. I walk over to the side of the room and sit on the bed facing the window. I let out a nervous sigh. What's it like? I ask him. What? Marriage? He replies before laughing. Yeah, I say back, whilst turning to look at him in the face. It's pretty much the same. It's just all day, every day now. Sometimes it gets annoying. Sometimes it's the one thing you look forward to in a day. You have to do everything for someone else and still be able to do you. It's good, I guess. He says back sternly. You guess? I ask back. Yeah, man. I feel like in marriage there's always an element of what if. He stands up and walks towards the window. He looks out and then looks down at his watch. What if what? I ask him, intrigued. What if I kissed you right now? What would I feel? What would I make you feel? He says as he pulls me up towards him. What if tomorrow never comes and I never get to stop making you feel so anxious, so nervous? He says with confidence. Who told you you make me anxious? I ask as I clear my throat. Come on, watch. He giggles. I see the way you look at man. I feel your energy get tense when I'm next to you. He says as he wraps his hands around my waist from behind. Makai, what? He turns me around and kisses me gently on the neck. He grips me tightly and firmly and kisses me slowly on the lips. I kiss him back and run my hands across his chest. I put my hands underneath his top and lift it up. His arms are strong and muscly and I kiss him on the neck. Makai, I find myself saying out as I open my eyes. I've been stood in this shower for ages. I finish my shower and get dressed. I head downstairs to start cooking. It's 7pm and Dre isn't home from work yet. We should be home in the next half an hour and dinner is almost ready. I head to the wine shed to get a bottle of wine. I hear the gate open as I make my way into the house. He walks into the kitchen and finds me sat by the island on my phone. Hi, babe. He says as he kisses me on the forehead. Hi, baby. How was your day? I say to him. I missed him more than usual today. Weird because yesterday I couldn't even stand him. Jay can be so condescending sometimes and I hate it. But it comes with the territory, doesn't it? My day was good. He says, but I can tell it wasn't. What happened? I asked concernedly. Nothing, babe. I've missed you today. He says as he touches my face. Come in. As he pulls me up off the stool, he runs his hand slowly against my thighs as he looks me in the eye. He uses his other hand and pulls down my pyjama shorts slowly, leaning his body into mine. He lifts me up and lays me on the edge of the island. He pushes my legs open slowly and gets into his knees. I whimper at how slow and gentle he's being. He knows this is my favourite. He knows how to make me weak as he runs his tongue across me, back and forth. I quiver. He presses in and up whilst watching me to see how I react. He teases me, pulling me closer to him, then stopping. He stops and kisses me. I suck on his tongue gently as he rubs on me slowly. I'm weak and fail to love him back. Relax, I've got you. He says as he thrusts into me firmly, as I moan out his name.
Dre. I began to get breathless. Baby, don't stop, I plead, as he begins to thrust me harder and faster. His hands are firmly around my bum and his teeth are nibbling tightly on my hard nipples. Dre treats me so well. He does everything for me. He makes me feel amazing. And here I am thinking about Makai. I mean, my mistakes. It's a big day. Everyone's excited. I've been asked to be a bridesmaid. So we had to be at the hotel for hair and makeup super early. The last two weeks have been crazy. Me and Dre have been so up and down, it's starting not to make any sense. I've been looking forward to seeing the girls and just being able to talk about things because I haven't seen them since the night of the seat the night of the CCTV situation. We managed to pull it off and everything has continued as normal. No one suspects a thing, thankfully. I get to the hotel and all of a sudden I'm, I'm tired beyond compare. Everyone's drinking champagne and is excited about the day. I feel as though I could fall asleep any minute now. The makeup artist calls me over to the chair to have my face done. So I quickly excuse myself to use the toilet. I feel really, really dizzy. As I walk towards the door, Oh, as I walk towards the door. I get into the bathroom, feel the sudden urge to vomit. My body feels as though it's attacking itself. I vomit heavily and finish, clean up and head back to the room. Rochelle, Mia. are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I think the food we had last night was a bit bad. I feel so nauseous all of a sudden. I respond. Nauseous? At a wedding? Says Sash as she laughs. <laughs> oh. That's nothing a shot of Pat- Patron won't fix as she shoves a shot into my hand. I hesitate and drink it nonetheless because that's just what we do. We all finish getting ready and head down to the car. Everyone looks amazing. We get to the venue and it all takes place. It's a nice and warm sunny day. Makai was looking at me the whole time, giving me that anxious feeling. I chose not to give him to give in though. I've been feeling weird the whole day. I didn't even really drink, but I still had a good time. I'm happy for Shan. I hope she goes on to have a great marriage, a better one than I do. The next day. I wake up this morning feeling so exhausted. We got home at 5am. Dre was so drunk, so I drove. I felt dizzy the whole way home. He was asleep the whole journey. I kept thinking about Mackay. I could see his smile, his teeth. I could even smell his fragrance. I wish it was him sat next to me, laying with me at night, but it isn't. It's Dre. We get home. I sit still for a minute before I wake him up. Babe, we're home. Let's go to bed. I whisper. It's around 1pm now. Dre had been up since 10. I heard him turning on the PlayStation. He can be so childish sometimes. If it isn't his phone blaring in my ear, it's him being a big kid on the PlayStation. He's gone down to make brunch and bought me a plate. He opened the blinds and got back into bed. Sometimes I really think I don't deserve him. But we all make mistakes sometimes. I take a bite of toast and nearly drop the plate on the floor. I run to the bathroom and violently throw up into the toilet bowl. Michelle. He says, looking at me distraughtly. Is my cooking that bad? I have tears in my eyes. No, Dre. I ju- as I hurl some more. Michelle, are you pre? He shouts in excitement. I sit up 
shit, I'm pregnant. I open the cabinet and take out a pregnancy test. We've been trying for for a little while. I pee on the stick and truth be told, I'm pregnant. Normally you're supposed to be happy, but that's only when you know you haven't made any mistakes. We're pregnant, babe. Dre says, as he quickly grabs his phone in excitement. Mom. He says to his mom. Rochelle's pregnant. She's pregnant. He screams. I sit on the toilet seat and my eyes fill up with tears. I've always wanted to be a mother. It's been hard for me to get pregnant easily. And here we are. And here we finally have it. I wash my face with cold water and take a shower. I get out and get dressed. I feel drained. I take a picture of the pregnancy test. I send it to the group chat. My phone is buzzing. The girls are so happy for me. My phone rings and it's Nia. I put it on loudspeaker as I look for the remote to turn the, the TV down. Rochelle, I'm so happy for you. You've wanted this for ages and you have it now. I'm so happy. One thing though, you need to find a way to come clean and let everybody know. She says in a stern voice. I pause. Let everyone know what? I asked, puzzled. Listen, I love you. I know the dynamics of your relationship. I know it wasn't easy for you to forgive what Dre did. But you rose above it and you did. You don't need to be getting drawn into things you know will ruin everyone. Revenge is never sweet and it was just a harmless mistake. Nia, I asked with conviction. I saw you and Makai the night we had dinner. I could hear you. I was in the bathroom and I could hear you out there. I didn't want to say anything because I knew it would ruin things again. All I'm saying is you need to stop now. Stop what now? Dre asks as he walks back into the room with a smile on his face. Oh, Maya was just talking. (laughs) The plot thickens. The plot thickens. This is so scary. Sometimes when I when I read back this stuff, yeah, I'm literally (laughs) like, is everything okay? Like, where did you get this from? Because what the hell? Yeah, I think that's crazy. What's everyone thinking? What's everyone thoughts? Wait, first of all, what does everyone think is gonna happen? Like, what do you think is gonna be the the end of this whole story? Even though you've read it, what do you think it's gonna be? Mm -hmm. I feel like she's gonna be pregnant with Jay's baby, but she tells Jay that she cheated because she doesn't know whose baby is. You hope it's Trey's baby. Yeah, it's bad man if it's not so that's that's that would just just (laughs) so west. (laughs) I feel like that's not uncommon and I say this because I feel like do you know who I think um have babies out of like cheating? I feel like loads of aunties have babies, yeah. (laughs) Like the older generation have babies with people they cheated with and they just pretend like it's their husband's child. And I think that's so bad, but yeah, I think that is terrible. Definitely. People definitely do that in general though. I don't think it's an uncommon thing. Like even when you watch shows like Maury and stuff. The auntie will be like 65 and her son has grown up his whole life thinking his dad is his dad. And meanwhile, it's not. And I think that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. But I think sometimes, and I'm not agreeing with that behaviour, but I think sometimes it's just better to keep the peace. 
Yeah, but like, you need to tell them, you know. Later. Do you think they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because it like... always come out in the end. Yeah, yeah. It always come out. How they? On the door, just ask questions continuously. Like... Yeah, you couldn't keep something like that. I don't think. What if they need a blood transfusion and it's not the same blood type, and they find yeah. out? Like, there's so many ways. Mm. Okay, yeah. When you put it that way, it makes it a bit more technical. This is why people just shouldn't cheat, though. Because what the hell? People just need to be content with life and just be with one person. Legit. Because, <laughs> whoa. I feel, I feel like, do you know in this story, as much as I wrote it myself, I feel bad for Dre. And again, men are trash merchant is me. But I feel like... It would have made more sense if she just told him that she wanted to be with Makai, I think. I think maybe he could have respected it a bit more as well. Mm. Yeah, she bugged out. But to actually cheat, and, like, you've known everyone for time as well, I think that's... It's, it's a bit of a mad one to me. Yeah, what Rochelle said, what Rochelle said is right. Not Rochelle, sorry. Um, Nia said is right. It's going to ruin everyone when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, because you definitely all the all the groups now have to start picking sides. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I don't know, I think it's technical, but okay. The plot thickens anyway, so we might as well continue and get to the end verdict. I'm a bit scared, but I mean What's this one? Third, the third story, right? Yeah, the first story. This one's really short, so I feel like we can have a better discussion. Um, when we've gone through this one. Michelle, Take Michelle, uh, oh, let me. Okay. I guess when you're ready, I'm sorry, Rochelle, that you have to read so much. Like, I'll buy you some shots or something to make up to you. But yeah, whenever you're ready. Okay. Nia was just talking about me not worrying about things, babe. I lie. Joe doesn't seem convinced. What have you got to worry about, though? Isn't this what you've been planning for? He asked firmly. Well, yeah, it's just that I worry about things because, you know, I don't want to... I attempt to say abruptly before he cuts me off. How many times do I have to say it, Rochelle? Everything happens in God's time. I don't want you to hold on to what happened to me because that has nothing to do with you. It's been my dream to become a dad for so long and you know it. What I did and what Michaela did to me is something you can't forget, but I'm over it. The child wasn't mine and yeah, it hurt me, but maybe that was my blessing in disguise. I chose you. I want, the, I want this with you. I married you, man. Our time has finally come and it's the best thing I could have asked for. I can't keep apologising to you for stepping out on you. Yes, I cheated on you and I'm sorry again. I didn't mean for it to happen. I got carried away and she got pregnant. I thought it was mine. We all know of this. Karma has hit me back when she told me the child we were raising was not mine. You were the first person I called and I cried through guilt, through shame. But you were being who you are told me it would be okay, that I would come back from it all a bigger person. It kills me inside to know how much I made you cry. Trust me, I think about this shit all the time. 
I know how broken you were because of me. I would take it all back in a second if I could. But look at where we are now. Look how happy we are. I try my best to do everything to keep you happy, but you need to let this go, babe. I know we fight and argue sometimes, but there's nothing you could make me want to not have you around. You're my wife, my best blessing. And you're about to give me the biggest blessing I've always wanted for, waited for. Nia's right, babe. You don't need to worry about anything. The day of our wedding, I told you, I've always hold you, I'll always hold you down. I meant it. Mistakes do not find people, do not define people. You're the very person who taught me that. He says with heavy passion in his voice as he leans in and kisses me on the forehead. I burst into tears. I've ruined everything for us because I know this child is not his. I love you, Dre, but I... My phone rings. It's near. Hello? I say, whilst wiping my face. Rochelle, me, Nia, Makai and Courtney are coming over in an hour. You can't drink champagne, but we can definitely, but we definitely can. Get ready. Sash, I just don't think I need to... I'm not trying to hear it, Rochelle. See you in an hour. She says before putting the phone down. This isn't like me to be down and out over things. Normally I just pull myself together, but this time I can't. This has never happened to me before. Dre is right. I can't keep bringing the past up every time I feel like I need to. But how on earth am I going to do this to him again? When I was the, when I was the one he trusted the first time. Everyone knows about him cheating on me with Michaela. But we don't talk about it. No one even knows she got pregnant except me. I get up, change my clothes, fix my hair and head downstairs. Everyone has just arrived. They've come with cards, balloons and gifts. I feel the urge to burst into tears, but I manage to keep myself together. Dre, Sash and Courtney head out to go and get some food. Me, Makai and Nia, and Nia stay behind. The room feels tense all of a sudden, so I excuse myself and go to the garden for some fresh air. I sit on the chair, directly facing the shed. I pause for a minute. I can feel my eyes start to tear up. I tilt my head back and close my eyes. I picture me, Dre and the baby. I can see Dre happy and smiling. He's wanted to be a father for so long. A tear rolls down my face. I wake up abruptly to Mackay wiping it away. You need to stop creeping up on people, Mackay. What the fuck? I say to him, alarmed. You're out here crying on your special day. Fix up. He says in a playful way. I sit upright and look directly at him. I feel instant anger and aggressively say, special, you think it's special? He looks at me with his eyebrows raised, almost confused. You and Dre are about to come parents. This is the happiest day of my brother's life. He replies back with a smirk on his face. I look at him and scowl. This isn't Dre's baby, I say viciously. Tears are filling up in my eyes again. What? So whose baby is it? He asks me with haste. I stop. Yours. He stands up and looks at me in the eye. Mine? He says in shock and confusion. Think about it, Mackay. I look over at the shed, then back at him. Nia is onto us. She saw us. I don't know what to do, I say anxiously. I'm going back inside before we get caught again, I say to him humbly. He grabs my hand and pulls me in. He hugs me tight. Weirdly, I feel safe in his arms. 
I feel wanted again. My worries go away for, for a split second. He grabs my neck gently and looks at me in the eyes. He kisses me on the lips and I kiss him back. He's rubbing my back slowly and I can feel myself releasing the tension from, the, from my shoulders. I don't want it to stop, but I pull myself away. Makai, stop. I walk into the house and go straight upstairs. I have to delete the footage from the camera before we get caught again. I switch on the computer and log in. I ponder for a while and then type in the date, 26th of the 10th, 2019, the night of the dinner party. I watch as I walk out of the door and into the shed, Makai following me shortly after. I close my eyes and flashbacks of our embrace appear in my head. I open them and press and delete quickly. I click back out and onto the timeline. I can see the thumbnail of the 22nd of the 10th, 2019. It looks like Dre and someone else. I click the thumbnail and it pulls up a capture of Dre and Michaela coming out of the front door and walking onto the driveway. It stops abruptly. I press play and pop up and a pop-up saying corrupt file appears. I click it. I can see them both. The video won't play. It seems to have been deleted from the computer. My heart is racing and I find myself anxious. I start scrolling through and trying to click on the videos after. Nothing. I find nothing. I click on the file from today, hit delete, and turn the screen on to off just in time. What are you doing here, babe? Dre says to me. He looks at me dead in the eye. I'm hiding, I say with a forced smile. Hiding from... He asks with concern. Everyone, I say in a crackly voice. I haven't had time for myself since we found out the news and I just feel overwhelmed. I say with tears rolling down my face. My baby, look at you. He says as he leans in to hug me. You're emotional already and the baby isn't even here yet. Okay. Stay up here and rest. I'll go and tell everyone that you're not feeling well. He kisses me on the forehead and strokes my face. I get into bed and turn off the lamp. I lay in darkness before dozing off. I wake up. The light from the hallway is coming through the bottom of the door. I try to sleep again, but I find it hard because it feels like there's a knot in my chest. Everyone has left. Dre has gone out. I wish he was here. I could use some intimacy right now. He told me not to wait up, which means he could be gone for ages. I think he's gone to see Michaela. Strangely, it doesn't bother me, considering I have more than enough to deal with right now. I've decided I'm going to keep the, pa- the baby and pretend like nothing ever happened. It works out in my favour because I, because I kept to keep Makai wrapped around my li- little finger whilst Dre still gets to have his wish. I pick up my phone and scroll through. My mum has sent me a thousand messages telling me how excited she is and how happy she is to be a grandma yet again. I feel too guilty to talk to her, so I send a blunt reply and let her know I'll call her tomorrow. It's 9.30pm. It's raining hard and it's warm and cosy in the house. I sit in utter silence and let out a hard sigh. I unlock my I unlock my phone and compose a message to Makai. How fast can you get here from Makai? I'll be there in ten. I fix my hair and get changed into something more attractive. 
I always get what I want when I want it at the end of the day. And since we've started playing the game, we might as well see who wins. Mackay pulls up and parks his car in the third garage. I look, I lock the gate and open the front door. I kiss him on the lips, grab his hand, lead him upstairs to the spare room and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's crazy. <laughs> She's trying to make sure that baby's Makai's bad He's <laughs> Honestly, when I'm reading this, I'm just like, what is this girl doing? This is like the, the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely tapped. She's definitely tapped. She's really yeah. tapped. Is she tapped though? Do you think she's yeah, tapped? Yeah, she's tapped. She's I feel tapped. like she's just, she's just brave. She's like she's, willing to do what she pregnant. wants. She's pregnant, right? Like right yeah. Now. She's yeah. pregnant. Crazy. Yeah, damn. <laughs> the, the person that wrote kicking this. in already. The person I wrote that wrote the story is mad. Very, very the story is crazy. Like I've read it and I already know what's going on, but like it doesn't mm. use to dispute. Like it's it's. Just... <laughs> I'm actually so done. This is this is a lot. This is a lot. But I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> she is trying to. Do you know what it is? I feel like when you have a guilty pleasure, yeah, you just can't. Like, no matter what the odds are, you just give in. And I feel like life is short. Sometimes you just have to <laughs> satisfy that craving, I can't lie. Mm. So it might just be right. one of them. Was... Yeah. No matter, no matter who gets caught in the crosswinds. Yeah. I know it's sad, but I mean, <laughs> we're in a pandemic, man. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> You just got to do what you got to do. But I, I don't condone this behaviour. I think it's bad. I'm not a fan of, like, cheating and lying and stuff like that. Obviously, it's entertaining and fun, but it's actually really bad at the end of the day. 100%. It's just a lot of stress, really. Yeah, I feel like... And but to be... Caught. It's only but... stressing to get caught. But then I feel like... Why should you like? Why do people even need to sneak around? Do you know what I mean? Because that's where like I said, the adrenaline is like. <laughs> but then it's just I don't know. I feel like funny. as an adult, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. Like you actually don't owe anyone anything. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's respect. Yeah. Respect. respect. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> respect like, to Dre. Oh, I, what? I thought, you meant, I thought you meant cheating respectfully. No, respecting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like no. respecting the other the spouse that you're cheating on. Do you know what I mean? But is it respect though? Because from when you're cheating, it's respect. already you're already disrespecting the person. Mm. You can like cheat respectfully though. I feel like. Are you talking from experience? <laughs> no, no, I've heard. I'm joking. No. I've heard. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know what? I feel like we haven't considered though like mm. Dre cheated on her first already put her through a situation of he might be having a baby with someone else not justifying it but mm. yeah, no. that might also be some of her motivation behind what she's doing yeah definitely but then again though why not just go your separate way like why when he cheated if you've forgiven him surely like that's what under the bridge like why then are you gonna because she's doing a lot of things here like she's she cheating with his best friend she's pregnant with his baby and then she's even still cheating like and he seems like he's actually remorseful and he's willing to actually like be faithful to her now yeah so why not just say oh do you know what jay 
I feel like I don't want to be with you anymore. But in another sense, Dre's Dre just got his girl pregnant and he's he's gone out crazy. He's not chilling with her. Mm, see, this is caught like a couple of days ago with Michaela with a deleted yeah. video. Yeah, see, everyone in this whole equation is well, just doing the matter. Yeah. not pattern though, because like you he, even G check, you even ask her what she's doing. Just let her do delete. Like, but then, is he doing that from an aspect of you've caught me cheating before, so now I can't really ask you too many questions? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he was afraid that she was in there seeing the video that he deleted. Oh yeah. That's why Imagine that. Oh my. God. <laughs> yeah. Cool. See, but then that's mad though because it's like two cheaters up against each other. Like it's obviously <laughs> going to be a dead end <laughs> in the long run. It's yeah. a battle. No, that's crazy. I think that's wild. Do you say it could never be you? No, no. You can't say never, say never. I'm not going to lie. I'm just saying it for now, innit? Because I'm not planning for this. (laughs) 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 No, I hear that. I hear that. Well, we're almost at the end. So um, I feel like we can just continue and then we can wrap it up. Mm. What's this mistakes for? Yeah. Okay. I think this is Dre in this one. I see. Yeah, Dre. This is Dre. Okay. Bro, Rochelle, Rochelle is due any day now, and I can't wait. I say to Makai, he looks back at me with a smirk on his face. Wait, is that still me? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh, okay. He looks like me. Yeah, yeah. Gone. What? Artem? No, nothing, bro. I'm happy for you. Makai says. You've wanted to be a dad for the longest time, man. You deserve it all. I stop and I smile. I wanted to ask you if you'd be the godfather. You've been with me through it all and, uh, and you've never gone behind my back. I could trust you in my life. And I know you'll teach little man what there is to know about the game. Makai pauses the game and looks at me. Dre, man, I'd love to be the godfather and that, but... His phone rings. He answers. What? You're downstairs? All right, I'm coming. He says as he jumps to go and answer the door. I grab my phone and take a sip of my drink whilst waiting for him to come back, back up. I hear the footsteps coming up the stairs and I look towards the door. Michaela walks in with a nervous look on her face. Dre. She says to me. I close my eyes and let out a deep sigh and clench my fists. Listen, you're both my family. Makai says. Michaela just wants to apologise to you for what's happened. How do you think I'm, I feel knowing my sister can't come around my bro anymore because he hates her? I know it's, I know it's a tough situation. He pauses. But it's nothing that can't be fixed. It was a mistake at the end of the day, no? So what? Are we just going to sit around and let this shit define who we are? He pauses again. I'm going to go in the next room and give you guys some time to talk it out. You need to put this shit to rest, though. He says, 
as he backs out the room and closes the door behind him. We sit in sheer silence for a moment. I let out a deep sigh. Look, I don't hate you anymore. I can't sit here and lie about how I feel because I'm a better man than that now. What happened between us is my fault. I already had Rochelle there and I gave in to temptation. I wasn't supposed to have a cross the line because you're supposed to be your sister to me. What you did to me was below the belt, Kayla. You made me feel, made me believe that that child was mine. I can't forgive you for that, but I'm ready to leave this behind. I clench my fist as a method to contain my anger. I stand up and walk towards the window. I've let it go, so you should. You can't keep coming around trying to make me go back, but I won't do it. I know Rochelle saw, video, saw the video, I found her in the CCTV room. You're going to create a bigger problem than there is if you keep trying to force your way in. I told you this already. That day at the house, me and you can't go back to how we were one at a time because I love Rochelle and I wouldn't do anything. I say as she cuts me off swiftly. Dre, all I wanted to hear from you is that you accept my apology. I'm not trying to get back together with you or none of that, which is what I've been meaning to tell you. I just want peace. I want things to go back to how they were once upon a time, when we were friends. Look, since I found God, I need to make things right with the people I've wronged in my life before. That day at the house, I didn't mean to cause any problems for you or Rochelle. It's unfortunate that she wasn't home because I would have apologised to her too. I just felt it was best I came over to air things out. Don't hold it against Makai. I forced him to let me come. This just needs to end for everyone to move on from their mistakes. I mean, I couldn't come to the wedding and I don't want to keep missing out on you. My phone rings. It's Rochelle. Dre, meet me at the hospital. The baby is coming. She screams. My heart begins to rake. Kayla, cool. Listen, I've got to go. Bless between us, though, yeah? I say as I head to the door. Makai, bro, the baby's coming. Let's go. I shout. He flies down the stairs and puts on his shoes. I'll drive. He says to me. We get into the car and there's traffic everywhere. I anxiously sit in silence, anticipating the day I've always waited for. I call Rochelle's mom. She tells me that Rochelle is eight centimeters dilated and that the baby's coming soon. Bro, you need to find a way to beat this traffic. My son is basically here. I scream out anxiously. My son is almost here. I say again with a smile on my face. Makai is creeping through the traffic and there's an awkward tension in the car. It's almost as if he has something he wants to say, but isn't saying it to me, bro. Bro, you good? I ask him. Me? Yeah, man, I'm good. He says as he clears his throat. You excited? He asks. I pause. Come on, man. You know I am. Very anxiously. He manages to leave in when we get to the hospital. I run to the reception and ask them for Rochelle Tommy. The nurse guides us to her room and before she can even finish her sentence, I burst into the room. I, I stop and stare. My son, he's wrapped in a grey blanket and he's in Rochelle's arms. She looks tired and she has tears running her face. She looks to me in, her, in the eye. She smiles. Daddy's here. He says, as she looks down at the bundle in front of her. Hi, Hi son. Her mum says to me, as she kisses me on the cheek. Hi, Makai. She says. Both of you wash your hands so you can meet our boy. I know they say that mother's that a mother's bond with a baby is unmatched because she's carried him in her stomach for nine months. 
but I just feel drawn to him. I've seen him show up and down. I've seen him on my best days. I was there when he kicked for the first time. I've been to every single scam and every single appointment. I feel like I've carried him myself. I sit on the chair and take my top off. Mom hands me the baby. My boy, as I say, I look down at this tiny person. He's frail and I can feel his little heart in my chest. Close my eyes as I feel intense tears fill up. I'm not much of an emotional person. And luckily, the only two people who cry are here once again. Well done, baby, I say to Rashawn. You've made me the happiest guy in the world, Mom. You're sitting in a moment of silence. I think I'm more emotional because I've missed it. I missed it. But here's now, and that's all that matters. I'm surrounded by the most important people in the world to me. I couldn't be happier. What? So, what happened? That was Rachel. She lifts up her head and... Um, she hesitates. We were at home. Me and mum just had come back from getting a few things. I was going to take a shower. This wave of this wave of pain hit me, so I sat down on the sofa for a minute. When it eased, I got up. The seat was drenched, and I knew the baby was coming. You know me, though. She says, done and tired and drained. I didn't want to make a big deal of nothing, so I waited to see what would happen. Next thing, the, ba- the pain became unbearable, and before you know it, I was in here pushing him out. Knock, knock. The door opens and the doctor walks. Hello, Mr. Thomas. Congratulations on baby Thomas. There's a huge smile on this face. You'll be pleased to know that your wife had a smooth and successful delivery. Come in because we need to run some post-delivery tests to make sure baby is safe and not susceptible to any conditions like sickle cell and the like. So far, we have no record of any complications with baby. However, we need to do a full blood test from both parents to ensure we have an accurate result. He explains with authority in his voice. Is that compulsory, Doctor? Rochelle asked and paced. I'm tired and I, I wouldn't want to do anything that puts my baby at risk. She explains. Mrs Thomas, I can assure you that the procedure is safe and harmless for, the, for both you and the baby. The results are almost instant and we'll have the information we need in the next 30 minutes. Babe, just get it over and done with. The sooner we know everything's okay, the sooner we can go home so you can rest, I reassure her. She looks at me as if she has something she wants to say, then puts her head down. What's wrong? I don't care. Nothing. Okay, let's do it. She responds. The doctor calls in a nurse with, who rolls in the equipment table. Can I please ask for everyone who is not mum or dad to excuse us for a short while? She asks politely. Makai looks over at Rochelle and then puts his hand over out to mum. We'll be outside. He says. They both leave the room. The nurse draws blood from all of us and hands will show the baby back before telling mum and Makai they can come back inside. Being a mum suits you, babe, I say to her. She smiles back at me, although she doesn't seem happy. Rosh, you okay? I ask her. She doesn't reply. She's stroking the baby's hand and kissing him on his face. Rosh, I ask again. Huh? She says, bold. The doctor comes back in the, into the room and he has a worried look on his face. Uh, hello again, I'm back with the results and unfortunately they've come back inconclusive against the match between parents and baby. 
What do you mean? Sometimes results can come back inconclusive. If we haven't pulled enough of a sample to create a total total reading, in other cases, the results come back inconclusive if there's a mismatch between DNA of both parents. In rare cases, it can occur, so we may need to retest again. I understand you were explaining that you were tired, which is understandable. You do have the option of coming back to test for both DNA and blood sample within the next 10 days. I will ask the nurse to come back and schedule this all for you before you go home. He explains with a calm tone of voice. That sounds good. We can do that. I say to the doctor. Can we go home today then, I ask? Sure, Mr. Thomas. I'll ask the nurse to come in and prep you for discharge. Thank you and congratulations again. He says as he leaves the room. Bro, don't you want to hold your son? I ask, okay. He stops and looks at me. You mean Godson? Rashida asks. You, you've you asked Makai to be godfather? He asks again. Yeah. He asked me earlier before Kayla came. He says before being interrupted. Kayla? Michaela? You were with Michaela again today? Rochelle asks me, raising her voice. Again? I ask. I didn't know she was coming. Ask Makai. You? He says to Makai. <laughs> you. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> That's actually so mad. The doctor's completely oblivious. It, he's in the middle of domestics, isn't it? <laughs> the doctor knows exactly what's going on. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just tested it and the DNA doesn't match the baby. He knows exactly what's going on. Mm, that's so sad. Why do people have to cheat? This is making me emotional. <laughs> Wait, so what did the doctor say to you? Both parents and Makai, or just both, both parents? No, the doctor said they can't um, find, yeah, the results are inconclusive, so they couldn't get what they needed. What is he telling this to the pet, like to the actual parents, or all three of them? No, he's saying it to Rochelle and Dre. Okay. Makai's not in the room, so he doesn't know what's going on. See. Damn. Which is really scary because what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. The fact that this is even real life is what scares me because people actually be going through this in real life. People are living this right now. Nice. It's so, so, so mad. But I feel like we should... Sorry, did I cut you off? No, I was just going to say it sucks. sucks to be them if it's happening. Yeah, mm. I know. <laughs> But yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we might as well just finish the story and then we can have a proper discussion because it's basically done now. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, I say, looking over at Makai. You. What's the problem, Michelle? Dre asks as he looks at me with his eyebrows raised. I put my head down. Mum, I think you should leave. I'll send you a text when we get home, I say. My darling, if you're sure, is everything okay? What is all this about? She asks inquisitively. We need a private moment, Ma. I promise. I'll let you know when we're home, I say to her hesitantly. She stands up and gives me a hug. She kisses me on the forehead. I hold on to her for a few more seconds, biting back the tears in my eyes. I love you, Mum. I say to her. She kisses both of the 
boys on the cheek and says bye to my son. She leaves. What's going on? Dre asks aggressively. You sure you want to do this here? Makai looks at me expressionless. Don't ask me that, like you're doing me some kind of favour or something, I say back to him. Since you want to be part of the family so bad and force your way into everything, tell him, I say abruptly. Tell him, I shall. Tell me what? Joe says as his temper flares. Makai smacks. He stands directly opposite me, looking me in the eye. That she likes when I touch her between her legs. When I kiss her. When I make her moan. That Michelle wishes that you were me. And that she doesn't love you. And that I fucked her time and time again with you just there in the background. Where you belong, Dre. You thought that you could mess with my sister. And that everything would just work out nice for you. He says as he squares up to Dre. She wants me to tell you that this isn't your son. He pushes Dre in the chest. She also wants me to tell you that the night you were, that we were in the shed, she was begging me for, she was begging me for not to stop, because you just don't do it right, Dre. He pushes Dre in the chest again. I've had to sit back and watch you win time and time again. You've taken everything and ruined my shit, so you could kick back and enjoy yourself, and your life. He stops and steps back. Every mistake you've made, I've had to pick up the slack for, Dre. And not even a thanks. He closes his eyes and looks down. You know what? It feels good. It feels good to finally watch you cry. I know that it's because of me. He smacks. Do you know how many times I've had to listen to Michaela cry because of you? How many times I've listened to Rochelle talk about how unhappy you make her? He shouts. You know, she was mine. I wanted Rochelle from day one, but you couldn't help it. He stops. It, it's a mistake when it happens once, Dre, but you've let it happen once, twice, countless times. I've been fucking with your wife and the baby isn't yours. I hope this made you happy, Rochelle. Makai picks up and leaves the room abruptly. Dre stops and stands still with his hands on his head. He's crying. He comes over to the edge of the bed and falls onto his knees. Michelle. He pleads. Michelle. He pleads again. I find it hard to speak through my tears. I'm sorry, Andre. I whisper. I put my hand out to touch him and he pushes me away. He screams. No, 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 Rochelle. With depth in his voice. I've given you everything, everything. Michaela was a mistake. I've apologised to, to me and to, to me again. Rochelle, how could you do this to me? He whimpers. I tried to te- I tried to reach out to him. I'm sorry. I can explain, please. I mince out verbally whilst wiping my tears. Ray stands up and walks to the baby's crib. He stands at the foot and just stares in silence. I clear my throat. Andre, please, just listen to me. I say to him firmly. I stand up and tighten my dressing gown. I walk towards the window with my back towards Dre. 
I never meant for any of this to happen. I don't even know how it started, but I got carried away. I pause as I stare through the window. Makai came to me on the day of our wedding. I had a gift that I wanted to give to you. He came on to me and, and I gave in. I could have chose to turn around and walk away there and then, but I knew I couldn't do that to you. I didn't, I didn't want to do that to you. I say with tears in my eyes. I left it alone because it was just a mistake. You weren't supposed to find. So that justifies it. I should take that as a gospel, yeah? Is that what you're saying? The one thing, Rochelle, the one thing. Dre shouts across at me. I turn to face him. I begin to cry again. I tilt my head down. I'm sorry. The baby starts crying. I walk over to the crib to, ki- to pick him up. Dre stops in front of me and looks me in the eye. This is how you pay me back? He asks reverently. I can see the, the hurt in his eyes. I lift my hand to touch his face. He pushes me away. I pick up the baby and sit on the bed with him in my arms. I begin to hum a lullaby as I walk him back and forth with my eyes closed. A quick flashback runs through my mind. I can hear my mum. I can see Makai. I can hear Nia. None of this was ever meant to happen. It was never meant to get this far because you're allowed to make mistakes, but it's no longer a mistake if it happens more than once. Knock, knock. I open my eyes, startled. The nurse bursts into the room. Mr. and Mrs. Thomas, I'm here to give you the all clear to go home now. She says politely. I've been told to extend apologies on behalf of the doctor and the lab team. It seems as though earlier Dr. Johnson had picked up the lab results for the baby he was born next door, hence the inconclusive information. We've looked at your results and there's a 99.9 match in DNA between both parents and the baby. We're happy to say that baby Thomas is healthy and perfectly free from any diseases or health conditions. Should you need any postnatal advice or assistance, please do not hesitate to contact your midwife. She scribbles across some paper on her clipboard and takes a peep at baby Thomas. You're going to be such a wonderful family. I can feel the emotion in the room already. (laughs) She says pleasantly. She closes the door. Joe picks up the piece of paper. He reads out loud. Andre Thomas, 99.9% match. Father of Thomas Mill. He drops onto his knees and cries. My son. He shouts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my days. (laughs) So is this a son? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's good. I think that's crazy because it was so close to the end. They could have got away with that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was the guilt, wasn't it? That's what got Rochelle. That's the thing. Guilt will kill you, like. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn, damn. I feel like that was my favourite story to write so far. Because even I was like, shit, man, this is a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, guys, that was so good. You all read that so well. I loved it. I was trying not to laugh at some of the bits. I can't lie. So- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, what's everyone feeling? What's everyone's thoughts? I think it's a sick storyline. So it was a very good storyline. Yeah. It's very gripping. Still Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks. Well, I feel like the moral of the story was really good as well. 
women are trash. That's that's the moral. <laughs> well, no, the moral of the story was keep your mouth shut. If she had kept her mouth shut, she would have been in the all clear. Uh, I feel like she would. They would have got caught eventually, though. Stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think you can. No, I think Makai was exacting revenge, wasn't he? So they would have definitely. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, actually, I didn't even. Yeah, Makai is yeah, actually evil. Bad. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> evil. What the hell? <laughs> no, he's been burning though. Apparently, like, he's been. Yeah, he's been. Ooh, that's his. That's 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 his sister. He has every right to be burning like that. Yeah, it's true. Oh, but then I feel like that is so calculated and scary because how do you then wait for your boy to get married and then decide, yep, I'm gonna fuck his wife? Exactly. That's because that's like the best day of his life, isn't it? Ah, shame. I don't <laughs> wish that on anyone. I can't lie. Nah, there's, there's too many, too many tapped characters in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't see Makai being the one exacting revenge coming there. Yeah. Like, that was a surprise. I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked too, actually. I can't lie. I, I forgot that that was even in there. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so I guess the lesson we've learned here is don't cheat, don't lie, and don't be evil. Don't be fast. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, has anyone else got anything to add? Uh, when's the next one? <sighs> I hated this question, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The next one will be out when it's out. I can't lie. Okay. But where yeah, can, guys. Where can people find your um your stories? This website? Um, yeah, so if you Type in storytimetheblog.wordpress.com and then just look for mistakes. It's all on my blog. And then if you go on Instagram as well, at storytimethepod, the pod, it's going to be in there. And then before we go as well, I wanted to plug my book. So I've written a book, my first ever book. And it's coming out, should be out end of August. Yeah. Oh my f- gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, I feel like everyone's gonna like this story because it's one of them ones where like not just us as young people can relate to it, but like the older generation can relate to it as well. Yeah. Um, but it's still very relatable and like you know, so I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's gonna be out end of august ish but all the info is going to be on the instagram page as well and stuff so yeah um i'd love to know everyone's opinions on that but yeah i just want to say a big thanks to you guys because everyone's been on me for this story (laughs) in particular like people have been saying when are you going to do mistakes when are you going to do mistakes Mm -hmm. so big shout out to you guys for lending me your time and your acting voices some of you should actually take up acting on the series because <laughs> people were getting into it like Makai was getting into it Joe yeah, was getting into lie. it I was, I was, I was <laughs> all yeah, same, same. yeah you lot should definitely tap into the creative but yeah um thanks to the audience as well for tuning in and we'll be back with another episode really soon so yeah thanks guys no worries. No worries. No worries. Cool. No worries. Lovely reading with you lot. Yeah, for mm-hmm. a same. Alright, guys. Until next time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.